0: Hi, fam. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Before I start this episode, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to uh, you listeners. I want to thank you guys for uh, taking the time to listen to the previous episode. I want to thank you for your prayers. They have been very helpful. They were very needed, uh, as you could tell from the previous episode. And I also want to thank those of you who went the extra mile and took uh, some time to, to leave me some encouraging words uh, via the reviews. Um Amy, you left a review on the 14th where you said, um, praying for you, you said, I subscribe to the prophetic listening podcast and every episode speaks to me in some way. It's like God designs the podcast based on what will be on my heart when I hit play. Just listen to episode 36, the inner pause. And once again, Michelle is speaking to my heart. I'll be praying for Michelle that God shows her the direction to go and that she finds the strength to stay the course. Michelle is a true blessing. Amy, thank you so much for leaving that review. That almost brought tears to my eyes. It was so encouraging. Um, I received another review from um, Shone J1. Great podcast. I listened to all of them. Thank you so much for teaching us all how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Also, I'm totally praying for you with two prayer emojis. Thank you guys so much for leaving um, those words of encouragement. Um That those reviews and for your prayers. I really do appreciate it. Now um, I'm going to let you guys listen to the next episode. I led a prophetic listening session with a really wonderful, special young man who I can't wait to introduce you guys to. And I hope that this episode is a blessing to you. Talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey fam! Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will, the podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover His flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern his perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hello 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening podcast. Super stoked that you are here with me today. Y'all, I have a very special guest on this episode with me. He is like I I tell him this jokingly, but I'm not really joking. He feels like he's my little brother. Even though he's not. Like, but he feels like he's my little brother. Um, he, his name is Lamar Butler. Uh affectionately known as LB. So Lamar Butler, affectionately known as LB, is a public speaker with over 15 years of experience specializing in youth development, leadership, and DEI. He is a 2018 graduate of the Alabama State University, uh, and he's a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, Inc. Um, LB is passionate about serving God and those around him. He desires to see the world become a place of full of love and equitable access to resources. LB loves to travel, um, watch anime. You're an anime nerd. And (laughs) play basketball in his free time. Y'all welcome LB, Lamar Butler, to this show. Welcome, Lamar. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? So good to see you. So good to see you. Um, It's been a minute since you and I have connected. It's been a few months. um, But all sounds well in your world. And so I'm so glad that you made the time to hop on this call with me because you're very busy. Like you travel and you speak and you, I mean, you inspire the youth. Um, y'all, he calls himself the the hope dealer, the hope dealer, which I love. Tell us about that.
1: Um, It's actually a moniker that I had heard someone else like use before. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I was you know, the, the, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Uh, that's so famous. And I had, when I, hope was a big thing for me. Um, When I kind of started my actual brand of speaking, like who do I want to be as a public speaker, hope was just a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I tossed around the idea, um, hope means so much. Um, You know, some people say hope is hold on, pain ends. I love that. Uh, But I broke hope into like different acronyms for different words for different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere some way i was like on youtube and there was like a hope you know neighborhood hope dealer and i'm like i like that mm-hmm. i like that i don't want them to feel like i'm stealing their their thunder or anything uh but i like it and then i started i started noticing it everywhere there mm-hmm. were so many people using this term hope dealer and i'm like wow that's it's awesome you know it's awesome uh mm-hmm. that so it's it's not like making me any unique or some standout person which is fine with me uh, but it also made me feel safe that, okay, this is a term that people will understand yeah. uh, and can be very endearing, um, because it's people that I look at as pretty positive. we using the term mm-hmm. and it's new to some communities. It's not to others. So just depending on who you are and where you are, uh, that hope dealer, it, it comes, it hits different. It just hits yeah. different. Um, I, I like it. So I kind of just do it at the end. LB will be the motivator friendly neighborhood hope dealer and Love it. move.
0: Love it. And, and it's, it's a beautiful moniker because you speak to youth day in and day out. Um, and tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Like what, what type of youth do you speak to? Um, what's your, what's your message to them? How are you, how are you dealing hope to them and for them?
1: So, uh, the youth, I typically speak to any ages, like sixth grade to 12th grade or like the youth, I like to say, are the youth ages, but of course, you mm-hmm. know, anybody is youth depending on who you're talking to. I'm youth to my grandmother and I'm almost 30 years old. So, but I typically speak to sixth grade to 12th grade and it's all, I speak that particular audience because that's who I actually started speaking to when I was in that grade. Like mm-hmm. my speaking journey started around sixth grade. I mm-hmm. was the first time I can remember getting on stage at church to give a sermon that is the first time I can remember like God using me as like a vessel uh, to speak to the masses. Yeah. I had spoken about God and all this stuff uh, and following him, loving him, you know, leading people to Christ. I had done that in small groups. I remember being a, like eight years old, opening up loop and reading the Bible and like, Hey, this is why we have Christmas and we should all give our lives to Christ right now. Let me lead you in prayer. But it was around sixth grade that I really took the stage for the first time. And for me, it's always been, we have to be better than what we see around us. Mm -hmm. My life wasn't always perfect. My -hmm. life wasn't always, and it's still not perfect. Uh, So let me caveat, it's still not perfect. Um, And it wasn't always good. Like there were struggles. And I started meeting people uh, as I grew up that allowed their struggles to determine who they are and what they would do in this life. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to counteract that. So I I told my story. I would talk about, you know, growing up in Maryland and missing meals and not living in the best neighborhood, right? I would talk about how I was a mischievous child at times and always wanting to have things my way. Or, you know, I was angry and I I was mad that my father wasn't around. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom was a teenage mother. I felt like my mom didn't love me for a period of time. It was all these different things that I was dealing with internally that I was okay with just opening up about. Mm -hmm. And so for now, it's really uh, being a teacher is what opened that gateway for real, because I'm literally daily talking to students and I was hearing their traumas, hearing how they were battling depression, feeling how they were battling suicidal thoughts, hearing how there were things going on at home that are not okay, Uh, And that was damaging them. So like I wanted them to understand that you have to heal. Uh, Healing is so important. Um, Healing is not for others. It's for yourself. It's for us we have to heal and forgive and move forward because we can't be bound by our past. You have to look at opportunity. Opportunity is always out there. There's always an opportunity to be better. There's always opportunity to give back. There's always opportunity to do something different. So once you understand that all opportunities can be good, then you can start to find your passion. Once you find a passion, it's going to create your work ethic and your work ethic is going to ensure that you are always moving forward because if you work hard, eventually you will be able to play hard. So like I started putting that together and that's how i that's how hope stuck, uh, stuck with me. It it was healing, it was opportunity, it was passion, it was work ethic. Um, How do we ensure that these things happen? And then I started playing around with them like, oh, wow, there's other words that have these letters. So let's let this is like to my audience. Hope is what the audience needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hope is what the audience needs. So it's whatever they need. I tailor hope to that. Because at the end of the day, hope, if you can hope for a better tomorrow, you can believe in a better tomorrow. If you can believe in a better tomorrow, you will pursue a better tomorrow. And Ooh. that's all it
0: takes. Ooh. Y'all see why I'm so proud of him. Do you see why I'm so proud of him? Look at my little brother go. So proud of him. I hope you don't mind me calling you that because I really- No, do.
1: <laughs> no I love it. It's a term of endearment. Um, it is. I'm oldest, so when people call me little bro, it makes me feel good because I'm like, I've always had to be the oldest. I can finally be somebody's
0: little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I really am proud of you. And, and by the way, I caught that. I caught that acronym healing. Um, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Healing. <sighs> Opportunity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Passion. Oh, no. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And ethic, work ethic. Yep. Oh, good. Good. He's, he sucked that in so smooth, by the way, like that was so good. You can tell he's rehearsed. He knows, he knows his subject matter. He's an expert in this. Um, love it, love it, love it. And you're right, you, um, because I know you, I know that your background was not easy at all. Um, your childhood was not easy. By all accounts, you should be a statistic, right? But you are not you have overcome literally every metric of, of opposition one can think of and you're thriving. Um, And now you're providing that to, to other youth. Um, And so just, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you're, you're on this podcast. So talk to me. um, I know that you said that you have, you were leading people to Christ from a really young age, but what was your journey to coming to Christ? Did you grow up in the church? Did you, did, did, did somebody reach out to you when you were a kid and and bring you to the Lord? Like, tell me, tell me a little bit about that.
1: I grew up in the church. My grandmother is, uh, we were Baptists at first. Uh, okay. We. I grew up pretty much in like the Baptist church in Maryland. Um, excuse me. Uh, Shout out to and, the b
0: I'm from Maryland man, Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so I grew up in that church and I enjoyed children's church. Like I enjoyed the, you know, getting around other kids, learning about it, and then, being able to talk and ask questions. Like, I always enjoyed that part of church. Because um, when I was young, when we went back to the main church, I was putting my head on grandma's lap and going to sleep. Like, I'm tired.
0: <laughs> I'm going to sleep.
1: Uh, but as I grew, you know, we moved to the South and I got introduced to other denominations of Christianity and then ended up actually maturing as a Christian in a non denominational church. And that's where I was able to first take the stage and speak. And what I fell in love with. Uh, was learning about God line by line in scripture.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: the pastor that, that I had really broke down scripture uh, for us. Like he would go in and give you the Hebrew word meaning and how that translated and what that actually meant and how, you know, this is what the scripture cannot mean because this is what this word means. Um, mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And like during all of this transition, I'm battling inside myself of like, do I wanna be this devout Christian upstanding young man or do I wanna be like my community and my friends that I was around? Like, and mm-hmm. they all, at that time, they weren't always the best people uh, to for me to be around. So I was battling versus nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. like being nurtured in the Christian experience, but my nature and what I was familiar with. And as we all know, as a Christian, like I am, pr- you're prone to sin. Like that's, yeah, that's what we're born into. We're born into that fleshly realm. So it's like, okay, this is this struggle. And so it was always like a lukewarmness, I'll say that mm. you're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be a lukewarm Christian. And that's kind of where I was for a long period of time, where I loved the intricacies and in learning about God. I loved the intelligent and intellectual conversation you can have around God. Yeah. Uh, but I was not yet ready to give up the life that God. Condemned. I wasn't ready to change the way I talked and change the way I walked and change my actions. I wasn't ready to do that. So even though, like, I always knew God's the right answer, God's the perfect answer, God's the only answer. So I was always telling people that, like, regardless of how I'm in my life, I'm <laughs> telling people this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, this leading people to Christ started at an early age because I knew what we should do. And just like parents, you know, even though we know what we should do is sometimes as parents, like my mom used to always tell me, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> like she recognized that she wasn't always doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but she knew and would tell us the right thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that being like something I heard a lot growing up, uh, it was like kind of in that same vein, like do as I say, not, don't do as I do, don't, don't be like me, be better <laughs> than me. Um, and I'll say I really reconciled that I have to be better um around t- in 2021 um coming out of the pandemic is when I really ch- made the decision like you bro you can't this is not who you need to be mm-hmm. you can't live, you can't be a double-sided uh a double-sided a double-minded man mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can't be trying to live in the world and be all worldly and do all the worldly things and then try to think like you can walk in God's grace and God's mercy because uh, God's favor has been immense over my life. I know people. I know there have been people praying for me because there's no way possible I would be here where I am in this position without prayer. So like really reconciling with myself that I have to go on a journey. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's not going to happen overnight, but I have to be better. And cons- committing myself to more consistent reading of the Bible, more consistent prayer time, more, more consistent worship, uh Mm -hmm. changing that you know i have friends um i have friends that are on all walks of life but like deciding how much time do i commit to the friends who are not walking in the same path that i'm walking you know it all became super super important um and as i analyzed this and thought about this god did god did everything else he started shaking the tree he started pruning me Mm -hmm. um and we and now i'm where i am in this point where like i'm confident in who i am i'm Mm -hmm. confident in walking with him i i enjoy like i enjoy prayer now like i actually enjoy it It doesn't feel obligatory yeah it goes to this place where i start praying and i'm like i don't know what to say and i'm like okay what am i praying about like i don't want to repeat everything i said yesterday i know the bible Mm -hmm. says pray without ceasing but i feel kind of weird just saying the same things all the Mm -hmm. time like what like now, I just go and I will start talking, and I'll even say like, "Amen, in Jesus' name, Amen." Like I'm done with this prayer, and then five minutes later, I'm talking to him again. Like mm-hmm. I'm immediately back talking because something has come. Like I need to talk to you about this. I need to get this out. I need to ask you about this. That's uh, beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah, Oh so
1: yeah. It it's been it's been a journey, and I'm I'm excited because for me it it wasn't a perfect journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I and it's not for it. a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, thank you for sharing that testimony because, and I love that you just said that, you know, it's a continual conversation. And I think when people think of prayer, they think, oh, I, well, I have to go into a corner and I have to have my tea and I have to have my my Bible just, you know, laid open to the right right chapter and verse. And And don't get me wrong, there is a place for spiritual disciplines and, you know, rhythms, right? But- Prayer is really just a conversation with God. And so you can have that in the car. You can have that while you're loading the dishwasher. You could have that wherever, whenever. He's always wanting, he's always present. So I love that you mentioned that, that it doesn't feel like this obligatory thing, but it's it's grown into this rhythm that you're, that you're living your life out of. Um, awesome. So let's talk about prophetic listening. Is that what you're here for? And... Um, <clears throat> Let's, let's see. So I know that you have heard, um, a fellow guests episode, shout out to Dominique. (laughs) Dominique was on the show a while ago, Dominique Lester, love her. Um, and so you heard her episode, so, you know, you kind of know how it, how it goes. Um, right now let's start with your, the questions. Like what is it that you would, what are the top two or three questions you'd want to ask Holy Spirit?
1: um top top of mind uh should I be going to law school Mm.
0: um
1: and it's because I kept telling myself oh 2025 I'm going to law school 2025 I'm going to law school and like I'm supposed to be preparing and read and studying for the LSAT Mm -hmm. uh and everything now um but all the lawyers that I talk to are telling me don't go to law school like Mm. this is not something you want to do uh because I don't have a true desire to practice law in like a private firm and th- I just love knowledge. And I've always loved the knowledge that I've seen lawyers have and how they maneuver through the space of legislation, how they understand how laws are applied and how you know sometimes the law is wrong. Uh, it takes someone who, with a legal mind to understand like the 13th Amendment, though it's written to be a minimum of a freedom, it's not. Mm-hmm. And then being able to place that in historical context. So like, I've always loved law, but I'm getting to a point where it's like, is should I go? Or is it one of these things where if I go, it's something I do later in life. It's not right now. It's not on my time. It's on God's time. So i like, yeah. that's yeah. probably number one. Uh, okay. Should I go to law school? Or when should I go to law school? Okay. And I got more. I have a lot of questions I've been wanting to ask, Jesus. Okay. So,
0: okay. so um, here's what I want you to do. If you haven't already, write that down on your paper. Leave space underneath it for his answer.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And just so our listening audience knows, I've already written the question down as well. I've left room on my sheet. All right. So tell me what question number two is.
1: Uh, Question number two is, should we move? Uh, my fiance and I, I have a desire to leave the state of Alabama where we live. Mm -hmm. Like I have a desire to move to a new space. Like I'm not, I didn't want to be in Alabama for this Mm -hmm. long of a period of time. Like that was not my desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, I honestly didn't want to go back to Alabama when I went. However, I've seen God open doors and connect us with the right people and Alabama is where, like, we f- I found a new church home where I felt comfortable. Wow. Uh, and we recently moved away from that area. So now we, we're farther away from that church, farther away from those people, farther away from where we first started. And I I have a desire to move west. Like, I want to be living on the West Coast. I want to live in California, Southern California. That's my desire. I, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know if that's God's move for me. And what I've been really focusing on lately is, like, order my steps. Yeah. I don't want to make any more brash decisions or rash decisions because of what I want, you know? So should we be moving? Like, should
0: we move? Okay. Okay. Got that. And then number three, when you're ready.
1: Uh, number three, and I'm not going to say all the details of this one, I have to keep it a secret a little bit, but okay. when should I start my political career? Like, that's been a huge part of my dreams in life. Um, But when should I start my political career?
0: That is so interesting that that's your third question, because as soon as you said that you weren't so much interested in practicing law, immediately what dropped in my spirit was he wants to be in politics. He wants to be a lawyer, so he knows his way in and out of the political realm. Okay. Okay. ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to clear the room. Um, our audience, I've explained it to you guys a million times, but I'm going to explain it again, cause there might be some new listeners. Hopefully there'll be some new listeners when, when OB tells them about this podcast. So, uh, whenever we try to hear God speak, you have to remember that there are three voices at play. There's God who we actually want to hear from There's the enemy who tries to disguise himself as God's voice at times, and then there's us, our flesh, our own desires, our own wills that can sometimes be in opposition with Holy Spirit. So uh, when I do this exercise called clearing the room, it's basically commanding any spirit that is not of God to be silent and commanding our flesh, taking authority of our flesh to be silent so that we can hear what Holy Spirit has to say. I'm listening with you, LB, just, I'm allowing God to use me as a vessel. So um, I'm just going to, you know, do my best to suspend my own, you know, misconceptions as well, which is why, partly why I'm doing this prayer to begin with, so that when he speaks, I'm just a pure vessel writing down what he says, and then we're going to come back together and uh, compare notes. So we'll do it one question at a time. I'll clear the room. I'll ask the first question aloud. We'll both listen. Um, oh, and then here's something else I know in the form you put, um, as far as how you hear God speak, I think you mentioned like not fully certain how you hear God, or do you, do you know?
1: I'm not fully certain. Um, and if I'm being honest, I think the the enemy has used that to manipulate me in a lot of ways.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: because I'm not certain he knows, oh, well, if I hear you praying or I hear this, if I throw this out there, that's probably what you're going to respond to. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think that this tool then, and this clearing the room tool is actually going to be very helpful to you because I've had a lot of people who have gone through prophetic listening or they've just heard this podcast. And in fact, I've had several people reach out to me who have heard this podcast and they go, oh, I did a prophetic listening session on myself. And I'm like, that's awesome because <laughs> they use the they use the clearing the room thing because they knew okay this is how I know like no counterfeit is sneaking in here so um totally understand that but a couple things that might be helpful to you whenever you're trying to hear God speak and this is just a tool you can use in your tool belt you don't have to use it but usually I'll tell people about the four keys to hearing God's voice so um the four keys to hearing God's voice and again this was kind of perfected by um, a minister named Mark Berkler. But the first key is to be still. That's to, you know, come to a place of inner stillness, which is kind of where we are right now. The second key is to uh, picture Jesus. Um, For me, I like to close my eyes, imagine that he's in the room with me, but it really is just being aware that his Holy Spirit lives in us. He's present with us. um, And so he's speaking, actively speaking. The third key is to tune into spontaneous thought. That means whatever it is that kind of lands in your spirit, whether it's a word that comes in like a thought, whether it's a feeling that bubbles up in your gut, whether it's some knowing, you don't know why you know, but you just know. Um, Mm. Sometimes it's lyrics to a song. Uh, There's a multitude of ways. Some people hear him through images. They just get flashes of pictures, right? So whatever that looks like, It's spontaneous. It came to you. You didn't drum it up. That's how you know, okay, this is the Lord. And then the fourth key is to write that thing down, whatever that spontaneous thing is. So if it's a picture, write, you know, either doodle it or describe what the picture is. If it's a word, write the word. If it's a paragraph, write the paragraph, like just write it. Okay. Um, And typically what happens is as I'm writing, at least this is my experience. As I write what the Lord is telling me, he starts telling me more because it's like the flow just starts to go. Okay. Um, So those are the four keys. Feel free to use that tool if that helps. All right. Let's go ahead and clear the room. I'll ask the first question. We'll both listen. All I need you to do is tell me when you feel like you're ready um, after you've received whatever he's telling you. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So Lord, we just thank you for this time. Father, I want to thank you for Lamar's heart to hear um, and, and listen to your voice and your voice alone. Lord, we come to you with expectant and grateful hearts. Your word says in James one five, that you pour out your wisdom liberally on all who ask for it. So we just take you out your word. Lord, we repent for all of our sins, sins of omission and commission. We come to you with clean hearts and pure consciences, and we receive the forgiveness that your son died to give us. We renounce, disavow, and change our minds over any agreement with the enemy or the things of the enemy. And we plead the blood of Jesus over us afresh. In the name of Jesus, I command any spirit that is not of God to be bound and silenced by the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ. Any spirit of deception, confusion, disorder, any spirit trying to disguise itself as light, as an angel of light, as God's voice, I cut off your tongues and I silence your voice. I banish you from our presence and bind you to the foot of the cross. Every last spirit, named or not named, that is not of God, you are banished from this place, rendered ineffective and completely silenced. I revoke any invitation extended to you, knowingly or unknowingly, by me or by Lamar. Leave now, go to the foot of the cross, and do not return. He and I are children of the Most High King, and you are not allowed to speak to us or bring any sort of deception, confusion, or influence, or doubt of any kind in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, minds, spirits, and bodies. We command our minds to be silent and still for the duration of this session. We place our flesh, our our minds, our thoughts, our understandings, our biases that are of the flesh on the shelf. And we invite Holy Spirit within us to come to a place of prominence inside of us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to take the driver's seat of our beings. We submit our minds, wills, and emotions to you. Let us see what you see. Let us hear what you hear. Let us perceive what you and only you perceive. We want to receive what you have to say through your spotless lens. So Lord, I just want to thank you for your voice, your presence, and your willingness to speak. Let us hear your voice and your voice alone. We come to you with ready and expectant hearts. We thank you for the revelation that you're about to give to your son. And this we pray all in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So Lord, we lift up the first question to you, which is, should LB go to law school? Are you calling him, Lord? to go to law school. Right now, several attorneys (laughs) are discouraging him or trying to discourage him from going, but what is your will for him in this matter? Okay. Okay. What'd you get?
1: Um, I got three things and I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Yes. Um, Yes. You need to go. You're going to get the tools you need. Um law school isn't for right now though. Okay. It isn't for right now. And it's going to look different than I think it will. Mm. So I don't know what any of that means. Or in terms, well, I know what some of it means. I don't know if not right now. I don't know if that means yes, 2025 or 2030, or I have no idea. Uh, but it it'll look different than you think. I've battled with where I want to go. At first, it was like, oh, I want to go to Harvard. Then I was like, no, I don't want to go to Harvard. I want to go to HBCU. Then I was like, "Ah, eh, no, I want to go to the West Coast. And so, this, I, I'm i moving and floating and changing with the wind on what that, and it's got, God's like, it's going to look different than you think. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to know when it's time to go because something is going to click, something is going to happen, and it's going to like, it's time. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I got.
0: Good. Okay. We can always ask clarification on the when, but I almost feel like he's given you that already. So, um, But here's what I heard. I heard yes. I heard he should go now only if he has the desire, because if he has the desire, he will have the inclination, but pursue it with Capitol Hill in mind and do what you must do to make waves there. What do you think?
1: I know what that means. I know exactly what that means. And I don't like it. Because it Uh makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. But if I don't like it, it also means probably exactly what I need to do. Because I don't like it because it's uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Well, tell me what makes it uncomfortable for you. The Capitol Hill part?
1: No. Because when I hear with Capitol Hill, Hill of mine, the school I'm supposed to attend comes to mind. I know the exact school I need to go to. I know the exact place I need to be in. And I don't want to be there. Uh, I, I don't want to be there.
0: Okay. I- so then I think the next question we actually need to ask is what's his timeline for this? Because like you said, It may just be a, hey, this is where you're headed, but not right, not yet. Mm -hmm. You want to get clarification? Let's ask.
1: Let's ask. Okay.
0: Lord, we just thank you for what you've revealed, that LB will be going to law school at some point. Um, And we thank you, Father, that you do have an end game in mind for him. But we do want to ask you, Father, um, are you calling him to go to law school now um, and to make moves towards that now? Or- uh, is this something that you want him to pursue at a later time? And if so, are you willing to give us an approximation of when? <laughs> Would you get into your face?
1: I, there's, there's been these, there was always this year that I used to say, um, because it was the year in which, like, I know I was going to hit the pinnacle of my political dreams and aspirations. The moment we started praying about when that year came up. Uh, and the crazy part is, I adjusted that year in my own life. Like, oh, well, give me more time. I'll adjust it. And the ending year, uh, the the year is the exact amount of time that i know i would be in school to get a jd mba mm-hmm. so i adjusted it um, to move forward uh, 4 years because like oh i just need 4 more years i'll be fine like i my life will figure it out and i'll be i'll be ready to go but maybe this whole time it was this year and i i don't mind saying it on here but like 2032 to 2036 was the time that i was supposed to be in law school not the time I was gonna hit the pinnacle of my political career. Um, and it's for good reason. It, I think it's for great, great reason.
0: So you're sensing uh, him saying that you will be in law school, 2032
1: to 2036. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, and I could be, it could be my flesh trying to find its its way back in there. But I feel so at peace with that. Um, I've seen programs, I've seen other things uh, that were like pushing that 2025 to 2026. And I was like, oh yeah, I can just apply for this program, sit in this program for a while now. But it didn't feel right. Like it just, it it didn't feel right. Uh, But I don't know maturity I don't know if it's maturity if it's some other life experiences that I need to go through um some other things that I've been discussing with my fiance that I need to have that are going to happen that will cement uh just a comfortability in making this pursuit I don't I don't know Okay I don't know but that's what I feel
0: Do you want to know what I heard
1: what Did you hear <laughs> I might fall out of this chair if it's. But go ahead. I'm
0: listening. It's okay. We can get clarification. Okay. I have steps for when we hear different things. I asked the Lord now or later, Lord. I not only heard the word now, I heard him, I saw him circle the word on my paper. And then I heard he will graduate in 2030. So let's ask for clarification, okay? No, no, no. Uh, no, let's ask for clarification. We both heard different things. Let's go through the process.
1: Let's go. Oh gosh, because that was oh Lord Jesus. What? Oh, Lord Jesus. That was no, what. Um, twenty thirty is an old number. That that let's just say that was an that's an older idea of when I said I'd finish.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Let's ask. Because things can change. Happen. Just... Okay. And he's still faithful.
1: Oh, he's always faithful. He's gonna whatever he wants to happen, I'm gonna let it happen.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay, so Lord, you are not a god of confusion. Um, so in the name of Jesus, we just ask you this question again. And Father, if um if my flesh has come into this, if LB's flesh has come into this, we just Thank you for dealing with it right now. We, we command those to be set aside, set to the side. Holy Spirit, let your voice just ring loud and clear. Please correct and bring alignment according to what you truly want to say. So we just ask you this question again, Lord. Are you wanting LB to pursue law school now? Or do you want him to pursue it later? Um, what is your timeline as far as him taking the next step in this venture? Hey, fam, don't get mad at me, but this episode is actually part one. So I'm letting this end on a cliffhanger. Um, So you're going to have to tune in next week and see what the Lord said when we asked for clarification and correction uh, for Lamar. So can't wait to see you next week. Be sure to tune in. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you, share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show. Let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Share it on your social. Text a friend about it. Bring it up in conversation. Whatever that looks like for you also if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review guys that helps increase visibility there is nothing like word of mouth traction so please leave a review lastly if you want to connect with me on social media you can hit me up on instagram at the michelle honora you can also find my work my resources my e-courses as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.